if you have been here over this week um, so far, we have learned about God's holiness, and we have also learned about how his kingdom is here, his kingdom is coming, and he is in control. And so today, we arrive um, at the Lord's Prayer, verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. And this is the first us petition in the Lord's Prayer. It is the moment where we present our needs to the Lord after we've already acknowledged his glory. Today, there's a quote that I want to focus on um, a little bit. Like a couple years ago, I did a devotional book from the Daily Grace. Um, it was about the Lord's Prayer. And it says, we do not need great and frivolous riches, but we can come before God and ask him for what we need, trusting that he will always give us whatever is required for life and what is required for godliness. You see, we're not self-sufficient. No matter how independent we may feel or no matter how self-reliant we think we are, we're really not. We humans are so needy. And so this part of the Lord's Prayer, it reminds us of our dependency on God. If we were to read on later in Matthew 6, uh, about 20 verses after the Lord's Prayer, um, we would see that God commands us not to worry about tomorrow, but rather to focus on today and focus on the needs of today. So often, we forget how God has provided for us in life thus far. We forget that he's already been there, and we forget that that's the proof of God's faithfulness. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. And so when God's past provision isn't top of mind for us, what happens by default is I'm going to forget God's steadfastness, and I'm going to forget his faithfulness. And so we ought not forget this because it's the proof of God's love, and it's the proof of his provision. We also must give gratitude to the Lord because he has wonderful deeds for us. We see that in Psalm 107. It says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. See, this truth that Jesus Christ is unchanging, it supplies me with the ability and it should supply you with the ability to not doubt God. When you're in this time of need, you shouldn't doubt God because he's already provided you once and so he's going to provide for you again. And so it, pr it proves that having faith in the Lord and trusting in the Lord, it pays off. God is a generous God and God is also a personal God. And so become, because of that, we can bring any needs we have before him right now. In this time, we can present our needs to the Lord. Matthew twenty one twenty two says, If you believe, you will receive whatever you have asked for in prayer. Each and every day that we come before the Lord, as we daily ask him for our needs, it can be so hard to keep faith, and it could be so hard to trust that he's going to give us daily what we need. You see, it puts our faith to the test. It shows whether or not we can trust something that isn't already five feet in front of us. In the Bible, it reassures us that God is Jehovah Jireh. That means God is my provider. And since he is a personal God, he's going to come and he's going to show up. And since he is so generous, since he's so personal, He's there for us. There was a guest speaker at Voo Church down in Miami. His name is Adrian Molina. And he said this. He said, every now and then we're confident that God will bless what we are attached to. He uses the example like 
God will bless a family. He'll bless a family as a whole. Or he even said, we believe that God will bless a church as a whole. And he will. But Adrian goes on to say, we forget sometimes that God's blessing is attached to us personally. And it really is. In 1 John 5, 14 through 15, it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what is asked of him. So as long as we believe, as long as we're putting our faith in the Lord, he's going to provide for us since he's generous and he's personal. Not only should we be praying for ourselves and our needs, though, we need to be praying for others. In fact, this is a command. God commands us in 1 Timothy to pray for others. And again, in Galatians 6, God commands us to carry one another's burdens. And even Jesus, the perfect example for mankind, he prayed for others. We see this throughout the whole New Testament. In Luke 22, Jesus prayed over Simon's faith, and he prayed against his disciples' temptations. Again, in John 17, we see that Jesus prayed for unity and protection and sanctification over his people when he was having a silent moment of prayer in the garden. God cared about the well-being for others, and we should as well. Not only does pray, not only does praying for God or praying for others to God fulfill His command, but it also provides unity within our church. You see, as we pray for one another, we're being binded together because we're carrying one another's burdens and we're learning about one another and growing on deeper levels. And then we are presenting those needs to the Lord. We're presenting them in faith. And so because of that, God shows up. And as we are here and as we're in unity, Matthew 21, 22 says, if you, or sorry, wrong verse, Matthew 18, 20 says, where two or more are gathered together in my name, there I am among them. And so here, we're, we've come together, we're here in the Lord's name for prayer, and we're here as one church. And as one church, we need to be able to provide for our community, and because we need to do that, we need to pray for the Lord to provide. Acts four thirty-two through 35 says, all the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. And so just like these believers in this verse, as they, they were selfless, and as they were um, just sharing what they had with those who had need, as we pray for provision over our church, we need to make sure that we're sacrificial like these believers here. We need to make sure that, you know, the things that God has blessed us with already, we need to make sure that we're using them to further the kingdom of God and to bless our community. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And so if God is blessing us and using us as servants 
and he's using us to go into the world, he's going to let us abound in that good work. And as we bless others, God in return is going to bless us. And so while you begin to prepare your heart to pray, as you begin to prepare your soul to pray tonight, firstly, you need to thank God because God has already provided what you need so that you are here today. And he's a strong God. And so the fact that he cares about us who are so unworthy is such a big thing. So show your gratitude to the Lord. Bring your needs to him in faith and bring the needs of others to faith. We have these bowls of prayer requests up here. And they're just praying for your other believers and your other brothers and sisters in Christ. And so be praying for them. Be praying for them in faith, trusting that God is going to be there. And be a part of uniting God's kingdom. Be ready for God to provide for our church. Be expectant tonight that God is going to show up. And be expectant that he's going to meet you where you are. Be expectant that God is going to provide because he will. And the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous person, the prayer of anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, their prayer is powerful and their prayer is effective. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so just remember that God will give you what is required for godliness. God will give you what is required for life in him. And God is, will give you what is required for his will. And so just tonight, be encouraged and be expectant that God is going to be present in this place. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you right now in this place, God. We come before you expectant. Lord, I just pray that these people would come to you in faith, God, that your church would come to you in faith because we're here and we're ready to be used as your servants, Lord. So I pray that you will supply what we need so that we could glorify your kingdom, God, and that we can further your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen.